Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single, can someone help me out? He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall, funny, smart, love basketball, gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite, I just need sperm, sperm cast. Hello and welcome back to Sperm Cast. I am so happy you're here for another week. It is episode 28. Y'all have stuck with me and inspired me to keep going, even in little moments when I didn't want to, for seven whole months incredible. Now, since we're approaching a new phase of this podcast, I have decided to, now brace yourselves, end season one, The Search. Because the search is over. I found what I was looking for. Hopefully. I mean, we haven't really gotten the genetic testing back from the guys, but, you know, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But anyway, we're going to have this episode, then one more episode next week. I'm going to take a couple weeks off, get my ducks in a row, and then I'm going to come back at you with season two, The Insemination. It may be a very, very short season or a very, very long one. As usual, I have no idea what to expect, but I am so, so excited. If you want to keep up to date with my shenanigans, well, you might find a little bit on Instagram. You can follow me at SpermCast. You can also follow me at Molly Hockey. But if you want the real juicy stuff, I'll be posting weekly video updates on my Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash SpermCast. Now, let's move on to our special guest. Ooh, is he special, you guys? Now, I don't know if you're going to find this interesting, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, do I think this is fun. Ladies and gentlemen, my ex-boyfriend, his name is... Um, am I going by Dan, by the way? Can you call me... Like... <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to be called? <laughs> I don't really want to be... Can you call okay. me like... Yeah. Do you want to be an anonymous? No, I just don't want it to be like... Don't search my whole... Not to search my whole name, right? I won't say I won't say your whole name. Who knows what's gonna happen? I tutor kids. That's right. You know? I... Other than that, I'm loose. Other than that, I'm loose. Just <laughs> loose and loose and anonymous. So uh, hey, hey, listeners. how are you? How are you again? <laughs> no, hold on. I have to tell my listeners oh, right. what's happening. Hey, listeners, I'm here with Amanda, of course, Hi. and uh, we have a special guest. His name is. <laughs> His name's Dan. Oh, no. My ex-boyfriend mm. of how long, Dan? Do you even know? Mm-mm. <laughs> how long have you guys not been together? Or how long six, were you six together? Six years or so. Yeah, so, that's what I say. Yeah, I'll go with that. So actually, we were together for three years. We lived together. Then we broke up for five years. And then we got back together again for another three years. Five years in between? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Five years? So you guys were on again and off again. And how many on-agains were there? Well, we had a little miss, a few missteps while we were broken up. I see, but those don't count. 
What does that mean? Well, missteps <laughs> meaning like a like a whoopsie or like a oh we dated for three months. No, we never did that. You yeah. don't remember doing that? We did that. There were a couple of times when we would start to like hook up again for a couple months at a time, and then we would stop. That's true. You don't remember? Um, I don't know. That's that's probable. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how we got back together in the end anyway. Hmm. Just being dumb. Hmm. Right. Sure. I think so. Yeah. Dan, sure. not only are you my ex-boyfriend, but you're a wonderful musician. Whoa. A wonderful writer. Wow. Wonderful beer bartender. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> a wonderful CPA that does my taxes every year for free. I'm an EA. What's an EA? Hmm. I'm an enrolled agent. Is that better than a CPA? Mm, CPA is by the governance of California. It's, it's state by state. CPA. Okay. I passed my tests, but... I'm an EA, which is like a national thing. I'm an enrolled agent. So I can do everything a CPA can do, you know, represent people in an audit, do all that stuff, all that f really fun stuff. I'm oh. really cool. It's like I'm an EA and I'm allergic to cats. I sound really fun so far. <laughs> like, That's your dating profile. Yeah. I'm, I'm, other than that, I'm, I'm a real good time. <laughs> Wait, what's it? Go ahead. I just want to, I'm just curious. Did I get any money back on my taxes? <laughs> you did. How much? You didn't tell How me. Much? Tell me. Yeah, tell my listeners. Um, I already got an $87 check from the state. Oh, yeah. There's Ooh. like, I don't know, 700 or something. Hell yes! Yeah, you're yes! Welcome. Yes! You're welcome. You're welcome. That goes in it. baby's college fund. Yes! Thank you, Dan. So, okay, are you doing a... loophole? Are you finding loopholes for her? Is, or is everything above board? Uh-oh. I mean, loopholes are above board. That's oh, the kind of tax guy I like. Um, so let me ask you guys. Tell me and the listeners, how did you meet? Well, we went to college a, together. That's true. This is true. But I remember actually talking to Dan on the phone before we met. He was friends with another ex-boyfriend of mine. And I was at Skidmore for one semester. But I don't think he remembers this. No, I think I remember it, kind of. I was at, We were freshmen in college. Yeah. 18. And uh, I was on the phone with my ex, my ex-ex-ex-boyfriend. And, um, and, and Dan and him were friends. And Dan got on the phone. And I remember talking. So, to how him. long um, until you guys went out on like a date? Oh, um, like twelve years. I don't think we've been on one yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we ever went on a date. He's so you guys me on a dated date. in college? No. no, no. So you met in college, and Dan, then tell them. <laughs> what? Just tell, tell them. them. What? Well, I don't want to be the one sitting here telling you the whole story. So you have to say something. No, we didn't. She dated like a string of all my best friends, and then you know <laughs> I got the last of the hind tit. We were good friends. Actually, we lived together one semester. Mm -hmm. One yeah. year. Okay, so you guys were friends, but you didn't officially date until much later. Yeah. Much later. I honest, I thought Dan was the coolest. I always, I coveted his attention. I just loved being around him. Um, he was so mysterious. <laughs> I was, used to be mysterious. <laughs> he to, yeah, he used to be mysterious and sing well and uh just, he was just so interesting and i always wanted to so and whenever he showed up which wasn't often i would be so excited to see him but i thought we were good friends we were good friends i i thought we were really good friends yeah yeah okay yeah i agree yeah so we were always <laughs> hanging out together one time i accidentally ate his toenail oh. and that solidified it for me i was like <laughs> we are good friends how did you eat his toenail i fed it to her <laughs> were you <laughs> just... biting his toenails no, I think she was had a hunger for toenails, and she just grabbed one that she saw and ate it. it happened to be mine. <laughs> what? Oh, she's I'm gross. Do you swallow toenails? I don't know what happened. Okay, I think 
We need to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to You hit. don't? You've never eaten a toenail? I bite my toes. I don't See, anymore. I don't do, when I, I was a kid, I bite I my toenails. I think that I... Think that so I, you get fre- fresh off the vine. Just yeah. right up. Yeah. See, I have to... <laughs> I have to do an intermediate step there. Wait, you? I've never. I think eaten I was like sitting at the t- watching TV, like picking up my toes nails or something like that. And then there That's was when I fell in love a with toenail her, on the couch, and I think I put it in my mouth. Oh, I yeah, I couldn't. I've nibbled on nails, sure. Okay, I think I put it in my mouth, and I. So you're making it seem like quickly, this is super far fetched, but I mean. But I'm not just is, willy-nilly grabbing toenails any which way. I know it's gross that I did that. Masticating them and swallowing. <laughs> well, I don't think I swallowed it, but I put it in my mouth okay. and then I quickly pulled it out because it was harder than <laughs> all of my toenails. And I was like, ah! And then I looked at it and I was like, this is Dan's toenail. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Mine. And did you fit it to his toe like a puzzle piece? I probably could have. Oh my god, that's amazing. I probably could have. So that was the moment, huh? When you guys thought, well, there's no going back now. Yeah. Mm. Then we graduated college, went our separate ways. Mm -hmm. You moved to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And I moved to Westchester. Mm. I was working in Manhattan. I was working in Manhattan. And then what, Dan? (laughs) Can we tell this story? What are we Really? We're going to tell all this? This is the most interesting story on the planet. I'm curious. This is what makes me mysterious, so let's just leave oh. it. <laughs> Dan, you have to straddle the line between mysterious and a good By podcast way, guest. Audience, listeners, I want you to know that Dan and I are not getting back together, Mom. <laughs> Does your mom want you guys Hi, to get back no, together? No. Oh. I mean, no, <laughs> no. offense, Dan. Uh, what, no, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> no, but nobody wants to see somebody get back together with somebody at, that's that's for a asshole. third time when it didn't work yeah. many times. <laughs> You know. But I do like your family. They love you too. Hey guys. Yeah, they love you. So what's the story? Well, Give me the elevator pitch. Oh my, I can't. I had a mental yeah. breakdown. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, just... that's, I mean, that's kind of it. No, I didn't have a mental breakdown, kind of. Kind of? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> okay, so Dan's kind of, kind of had a mental breakdown D- and... Yeah. And then what? No, that's not really true. I was feeling things very deeply. Ah. Like she said earlier, I'm, I feel things <laughs> pretty deeply. Sometimes. I don't know. Every day at lunch. I was working in the financial district on Water Street near the World Trade Centers. Uh-huh. This is like, you know, 2001. And every day at noon for like a week, I would like start crying just at my desk. This, was this at, right after or before? No, this is before. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, it would be about the same things. It's like sweeping feeling would just come through. I'm think about like my uncle and my grandma and all this stuff. Who had passed away. It was so weird. Every day at the same time. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. All this stuff happened. I quit my job. And, you know, I ran he quit this... his job by running out, holding his butt. <laughs> I pretended I had explosive diarrhea. And he ran out. And, like and but at the same time, there's a lot more to it. But anyhow, <laughs> I also met at the same time this Mary Prankster guy. Do you know? Are you familiar? Mm-mm. You know Ken Kesey, who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's oh, Nest. Oh that? yeah. Like some of those guys, they were had this bus in the '60s and did all this like psychedelic stuff and all this. Well, his friend, not him. So okay, this yeah. friend that was also on the bus, but he's the guy that like kind of started the acid test and all that stuff. Well, in the midst of all this stuff that I was going through and like having these like weird epiphanies about shit and just being like everything was had this heightened sense of meaning and everything. I end up meeting this guy, having this like powwow with him for some reason, just but you randomly. Were, but you were also very obsessed with that beat culture not, at the time. Not at that time, like maybe when I was a kid, you know, in high school doing drugs or whatever yeah. and just like getting into all that stuff. And then I happened to meet him, but we had this long talk. I had no idea who he was. We were just 
hanging out like in here playing guitar talking talking about like books and talking about you know i'm ken oh i'm dan you know and then i i leave and i'm like looking at his card later because i'm telling somebody like what my day was like i know that name for somewhere it's like i start putting pieces together i'm like oh he's from the electrical aid acid dust he was like in that book and he was with on the bus and all stuff so <laughs> that is like weird thing where i just kind of like kind of freaked out about that that we had like bonded and we're i, I just felt uh-huh. weird about it and that kind of set me off a little bit. Oh. When Dan was talking about Ken, I completely forgot to ask him this one detail. Something about asking Ken Babs if he was supposed to kill him. So I texted Dan, and this is what he texted me back. He says, After connecting pretty deeply, I asked Ken why it was we had met. Because everything had a purpose, and of course, this did too. Ken replied, It's that Kerouac thing. To which I responded, I feel like we're out there swinging. And I felt like we were out on the astral plane. And he said, yeah, it's a thing that happens. So this meant we were somehow connected in an astral way. And I couldn't figure out why. And I thought we were supposed to exchange souls. So I said, so what do you want? How does this work? Should I kill you or something? And that's when Ken said, I hope not. It was like, a, one of those, it was like either like a fugue state of, I don't know, something like that. Or just, I was on this weird wave of like a wouldn't they call don't but they i was like feeling very like spiritual that? at the time looking back it's like i was becoming a man you know yeah. i was like i was a kid i was dicking around doing whatever and then it's like i cut drinking and smoking and all this stuff out which i've been doing for a long time too at that period and i just started like feeling like i was like my powers of consciousness were coming back mm. you know and at this and, time you're what in your mid-20s or no, i was like 22 or 23 oh young okay you know yeah. so but it was also like i was feeling like you know i'm finally just Becoming who I'm supposed to be. and mm. Well, somehow I left Brooklyn. I, no, I no, no, no. Let me cut in now. Okay, sure. So then somebody called me and said, Molly, Dan's fucked up. You need to help him. Like, you were doing a lot of crazy things. You got arrested. You got, you gave your car away. <laughs> I did. Um, you I almost beat like up a... John Lovett. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you were violent. You... That's who I was meant to be, see? But also the summer before, you had also taken acid like every day. No, I did not. Yes, when you were working at the golf course, you took acid every day for a whole summer. No, I didn't do that. (laughs) This is not true. Okay. Someone's lying. Well, anyway, I thought you were just having some sort of crazy flashback situation. That's not really how it works. Anyway, so I called you and I was like, hey, buddy, what's going on? I was working in New York. You were in Brooklyn. That's true. I called you. And I was really sincerely worried about you, and you were—you sounded strange on the phone, like like weird. And I just was like making jokes, and then I was like, "What's the matter? You got a crush on me?" And then you go, "Yeah, maybe I think I do." Yeah, yeah, I do remember <laughs> that pretty clearly. And I was like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, shit, shit, oh my god!" And I at the time was dating a guy that lived in Alaska. So I, whatever, I didn't know what to think. And I was like, all right, look, I'm coming to Brooklyn. I'll, I'll meet you later tonight. Guys were very worried about you. I don't remember who had called me and told me that. Probably Liz or something. Yeah. Yeah, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> She's always So we gossiping. went to a Greek restaurant, like a gyro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right <laughs> off the place. L or something like that. Yeah. And, Over at um, Williamsburg, I think, probably. And. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, you paid. What? I remember you paid. Because the guy was like, she's going to pay? I was like, yeah. He's like, you're a lucky man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm screwed up. I've been paying for my whole life. Like, like I don't ep- require men to pay for me. That's what's wrong with me. That is, you, do that's you, the you just a- go for your wallet or what? I just, I feel bad. <laughs> you feel I, bad. I reach for it and hope and pray that they stop me and they never do. 
Is that that's sad? so sad. That's not true. I mean, oh I'm all for goodness. splitting the check and everything, well, but yeah, but like, I do think I, I do still think it's nice for guys to pay. I mean, when at you're least first dating, the first time, yeah. Is this the part where you guys are trying to connect with the women listeners? <laughs> yeah, our female, or... our female demographic. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hit that 35 to 45 we range. We love you, base. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, this is when uh, you and started then, dating. Is that when you told me that, that you thought I was your grandmother? <laughs> Stop it, that didn't happen. This is an episode of Girls. That's that what you told me. No, I did it was It was figurative. Okay, well. And it was just like. Talking at this to the time, mic, like, not at Amanda. Just so everyone knows, during this whole thing, both Sorry. Dan and Molly keep looking at me like, can you, like, this, I'm, you believe me, Quivers. right? You believe me. I'm like, I'm not a judge. I don't know. <laughs> I don't believe any of y'all. We can't, we can't even get into this, really, because it's so ridiculous. Should we get Liz on the phone? She's not going to know anything. She's not going to know anything. So, okay, look, we're going to skip to the to the part where we go to your so house. Ch- so something happened, whatever, and I was telling her Same about night how... night as the Greek place. Right. And then later we're talking. She's like, wait, so what was that? Like, you having a crush on me or something? I was like, I don't know. Maybe I do. And it was just being honest. It was like... And we're on your roof in Brooklyn right now? I was like, let's go up on the roof and talk about it for some reason. Also, because Ken Babs had told me, like, enjoy the roof or something. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'm just supposed to keep enjoying the roof. I mean, I think he was having schizophrenic tendencies. Yeah. But it, it was, sure sounds like that. But it was okay. But... It was like a psychic break. It wasn't, it wasn't the, oh, terrible. Not really. It just... So we go up on the roof and we, like, start, I don't know, talking about whatever. Wait, that's when you told me you loved me, Dan. I don't think on I told you right there. Yes, just you like did. A, you told me on the roof. Maybe. Okay. We were. We went from <laughs> I might have a crush on you to this crazy person hey, says fast. he loves me. Move real fast. Well, so were you real? Was this all part of this, um, you know, realization of this episode, whatever you want to call it? Or had you actually been having these feelings for Molly? I don't know. Probably in there somewhere. But it's like, you know how we have... That was part of the whole thing was just like you have all these constraints on you, whether it's even your peers or your friends or your job or whatever it is. And you're just like, no, this is all bullshit. Like what? what's really there? Like yeah. if I take away all these other factors, it's like, no, I couldn't possibly like my friend's girlfriend or something like that. And you just kind of like take away some of those blockages and just like look at the real thing. You're like, oh, maybe I do actually. If you ah. just remove all these other constraints about everything. Oh, for you sure. Know? I totally get that. But and was I think that... it was a lot like that. And that was yeah. across the board, like just looking at things and just seeing everything for like what it is without any kind of yeah, you got pretense rid of or any of that other stuff. Wow. That's what I So found. then he told me he loved me. And I then I, yes, you did. Because that's when I was like, okay. shit, I love Dan. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. I'm fucked. Wow. <laughs> And I had never thought about him that way before because I never could. I had never really thought about her that way either, to be honest. But I, I think it was, the, I mean, consciously, like in the front. Right. Yeah. Of I my never mind. could before. Not, okay. Um, I'm going to just bring something up that you brought up to me a week ago when you were doing my well, taxes. Well, I was going to tell that story oh. about the thing, about the little house thing. Yeah. But yeah. I want to set up what you're about to, the story you're about to say Go by ahead. saying that this is something that you never told me. I never did. I, never to- I hardly told anybody ever. I might have told like Craig and basically because he would read my stuff and I sent him the, it was called Enjoy the Roof and it was like this whole long story about all this crap. So oh, I, I want to read the, it. He's about the only person that ever, you yeah. know, and my brother. Well, Craig's maybe. the person that asked me why I hadn't had you right. on the podcast well, yet. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably hoping we were going to mention him. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Craig and Liz. <laughs> Craig well, and Liz. Craig and Liz yeah, <laughs> oh, actually, got them yeah. together. Did they? No, or, did they've they? been together. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, I am a psychic. Know? I'm psychic. I know? think. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Um, but look, Dan and I have been went through a lot, a lot of hard times, and he, uh, and he somehow neglected to tell me this one story. So anyway, tell us. Well, in the, after after I left Manhattan, I went out to her old boyfriend's house, Esteban's house, ah. in Sleepy Hollow, and you know I was the hanging Sleepy out there. Hollow. We were like playing music and doing all this crap, and I met this like girl this one night. We just spent the evening together talking. She's probably just like, you're the weirdest person I've ever met, you know, because I was just off on these like tangents about everything. Just At like, this point, Dan and I had like not, Mars nothing was, had happened with us yet, right? right? On Esteban's place on his deck was up against this like lake, right? Yeah. And so across the lake, you could see her place. We were on the back porch. She's like, oh, I can see my house over there. And she like pointed to it. And I was like, oh, okay. Just remembered later i walked her home we went there we're sitting in her backyard we're laying there we're like looking up at the stars again nothing physical or anything but just hanging out so then at the end of the night you know i just walked back home to esteban's place a lot of other things were weird and had happened at this point in time but like the next day i get up i was like i'm just gonna go see if that even place exists and i'm gonna go find this girl to see if you had just made it up in your head i didn't think i had but it was just like i'm gonna get so i'm like putzing around the neighborhood and this is going to make me seem really fucking crazy, but it's not. This is 100% true. So I'm, I'm going around. I'm like walking. I'm like, it was over there. We're sitting here. She said she lived over there across from the lake. So I, you know, I'm kind of like triangulating where she, this house was. And I start going that way. At one point, I'm, I'm looking back. I think I could see where Esteban's house is on the other side of the lake. I'm like, I think it's about here. So I like go through this yard, just like I came up to your house tonight. Just like <laughs> Creeper. So like I'm, I'm coming up and I, I go around the side. I'm just like looking and like. Just the backyard, because her backyard was also up against the lake. <laughs> You're not talking into the mic. <laughs> Sorry. So her backyard was also against the la- up against the lake, abutting the lake. So I just walk into the backyard and I'm like, hmm, no, this isn't the one. So, but I'm like, well, maybe that one. So I like walk to the next house and I'm just like walking through people's backyards, you know. Finally, I come to maybe the third one. And I'm like, yeah, this is the one. This is this looks familiar. And I'm like, but that little dollhouse over there, that little. Thing. That, well, that wasn't here. There's no way that was here. And I could see Esteban's house over there. So I'm like, hmm, maybe this is it. What the fuck's this all about? Maybe this is a sign or something. I don't know. I know this is weird. It was like a, a handmade doll. It wasn't just like. It was like a playhouse. Oh, like yeah, a, like a okay. playhouse. Like a, for a kid to go in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And it was like in the yard. Yeah. Okay. It was in the backyard. I'm so scared, to be honest. What's up? Yeah, exactly. This is fucking <laughs> creepazoid. I mean, this is the creepiest thing of all time, maybe. <laughs> Because, like, even then, I was like, you know, afterwards, I'm like, people, anybody could have called the cops on me. Somebody could have shot me. W- wandering through people's backyard. I looked through somebody's, like, back window. It was daytime, though, I was, like, right? trying to figure out if this was, like, how we had come out. To the- yeah, it was in the middle of the daytime. It was, like, noon. So, like, I, I go up to the to the house and, like, the little playhouse. So, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to go in. Because <laughs> I don't know what's, you know, just, like, this is weird. This is here. This is the yard we were in. So, I go in and... Yeah, so I see this like armoire in there, this little well-crafted armoire in the little playhouse. And there's like a little note on the side of it. So I go up and I read the note and it says, I love you, Danny, Molly. Whoa. And there, <laughs> I swear to God. Whoa. I swear to God. And you never told me this. And what, I mean, what do you think? You think that was just like a sign from the universe? Well, of course is what I thought it was. <laughs> I mean, he was thinking everything was a sign at the time. Yeah, and, it was. But of it course, really, like, that was that would be a really, real sign. 
I mean, well, come on, that's bizarre. No, that is very, very bizarre. Yes, I totally think but that's bizarre. But the question bizarre. is, and I think that you did see this thing. It did happen, because a lot of the things, when they're like, oh, Dan's being weird or whatever, it's like, yeah, but people verified these things happen. I had a ticket for the time when I got when I was arrested on my lunch break. Yeah. Like for climbing through a subway window. And <laughs> people are like, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah. And they read the ticket, and it's like, why did you climb through a subway window? And... Like these things happen. It's not like I was just it's just the psychic stuff that yeah. was going through my head when they happened. It's like yeah. was different. But yeah, that was like a huge and ringing nobody, of the yeah. bell when I that happened. If this were me, they my, everyone would have been like put her in the hospital. Like I would have been if I had been seeing these signs and having these epiphanies, I would have been committed <laughs> and I would still be in there today. Yeah. But I'm, that's women. <laughs> that's women. They would have said she's hysterical. Get her out of here. <laughs> And yet I fell in love with him. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the difference. When a man does it, you're like, wow, he gets it. Wow, what a romantic. <laughs> a woman would be like, get this hag out of here. She's a danger to herself the word and others. Hysterical, yeah, right? it's the exactly. Word hysterical itself. Yeah. That womb is wandering around. Yeah. That was a real epidemic back in the day. Wandering womb was something you could be diagnosed with. Wandering womb was the belief that a displaced uterus was the cause of many medical pathologies in women. The belief originates in the medical texts of ancient Greece, although it persisted in European academic medicine and popular thought for centuries. The ancient Greek physician Hippocrates was one of the first to identify the disorder. He noticed hysteria was common in women and thought it was caused by a displaced or wandering uterus. Well, it sounds like you guys had kind of this, um, you know, really big story surrounding your like love story yeah. when you were together. So we're going to try it again. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, let's see you eat his toenail. <laughs> I literally was biting my fingernail at that moment. You said so, that. OK, so that that's interesting to know your origin story, because I yeah. I knew Molly when you guys were together, but I had never heard any of that. So yeah. it is, it's very romantic. You just knew me as like the asshole guy no not always because i was i knew molly i think through a few of your bouts as boyfriend and girlfriend i Maybe. feel like i don't, I don't know. know i we broke up when i was 28 so i don't know have we known each other 12 years um the first no. time we broke up when i was 28. okay no so it must have been the second time around i mean dan i don't think any of my friends ever got to know you really well Aww. that's a bummer because i think you're great <laughs> well, i mean you're a terrible boyfriend I'm a terrible boyfriend. It's true. <laughs> oh, should I should say that? Um, that you're ter- let's. Oh, let me say, Dan was a terrible boyfriend. Thank you. I don't <laughs> want people thinking that I'm a viable boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, he is mysterious. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. That was like my number one nugget of mis- mystery yeah, that I just I mean, revealed. This was a shock just, to me when you said this the other night because yeah. I mean, of all the times that I was in pain, like just like, <laughs> no, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just like spent so much time just like wanting you to love me and wanting I just not understanding you and all this stuff but just that the fact that you didn't tell me that story is I know it says so much about you and I think I was just scared to say it yeah because I it don't just know seems why. like no because it was very real but then when you put it in that context it just seems like it's like oh it's delusional like you're with me because of some delusion but I don't know why you would not trust just, me enough to think that that was I was 
I don't know. It was, just, it was there were a lot of things I was just like way more anal about back then. I think. Well, can like, we just pretty... jump now because I'm listening to this from the the listener's perspective, oh, yes. and I'm like, so what went wrong? Okay, yes, I know you need to know what went wrong, but I need to quickly finish our story. So Dan and I kind of fell for each other in New York, but he had some more spiritual awakening to do, so he took off for a whole year, bouncing around the country, having the time of his life, working odd jobs and playing guitar on the street in Colorado and Oregon, and finally he landed himself in San Francisco, living out of his car and eventually a seedy hotel. Meanwhile, I'm in New York with no friends, studying acting, interning at the actor's studio, inhaling secondhand smoke and serving French dip to cops and firemen at Cody's Bar and Grill in Brooklyn. I'd live for a rare romantic email from Dan and you could often find me cry singing Cowboy Take Me Away by the Dixie Chicks. At one point, Dan won a bunch of money in Reno and flew me out to San Francisco for a romantic drive down the coast of California. We did everything. We camped all over Big Sur and in all the big trees, and we even went horseback riding. It's pretty much when we fell in love for really real. In the fall of 2002, about a year and a half after all this started, I decided to move to L.A. Three months later, Dan was moving in with me. It was Valentine's Day. He was moving down from San Francisco. He arrives, and he opens his shirt and there's a heart shaved out of his chest. I thought, oh dear God, I've made a terrible mistake. First of all, I thought this was also in the romantic category. Oh, and it was romantic. It was grotesquely romantic, but the mistake that we were making was that we had never been boyfriend and girlfriend before, and we would try for the next three years to figure it out in very, very close quarters. We broke up. This is why we broke up, because we didn't get along, ever. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were you guys have yeah. different personalities. Yeah. We loved yes. each other, but we just never got along. Sometimes love just isn't enough, babies. Is that right? Sure. <laughs> I mean, when you really think about it, I mean, yeah. being together like that, like living together, being together is truly like a partnership. So yeah. just having like a yeah. a chemistry and love is not always yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. You loved me. Sure. No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, you guys were never as from what I remember when I came in at the tail end of the relationship, it was like you guys really loved each other. I feel like from my perspective, it was like Molly was wanting more in some way. And (laughs) I just wanted it to be happy. And Mm -hmm. I don't think there was, you know, from day to every single day, it was like, is this going to work or is this not going to work? Literally, like every day. It's so weird. Like I didn't know if we'd be together the next day. And every little, it wasn't good. Sorry. You don't it have just, to apologize. No, I know. It just wasn't. Yeah. Like every trip that we would go on, it's like, boom. Then we would just start arguing about something. And yeah. It, or just, I look back, I'm like, a lot of it was just me. I th- it was well, I mean, I agree me. with that. Yeah. A lot of it was me. I was just moody and just, I have no idea yeah. what mm-hmm. I was thinking, really. Yeah. Yeah. But we tried. We tried. But I do want to say. I think it's like, I have a tendency personally to just kind of go like into myself. Like, I'm outgoing sometimes, you know. It, I have to be oh, kind yeah. of, like, thrown into that situation. I could be outgoing, but, like, I have a tendency to really just go be alone. Yeah, he loves... I don't know. That's where I get a lot of enrichment for myself, just reading or doing music and all that stuff. But then the more we were together, you would you were, like, more in the outgoing... I like company. Well, that, but you were doing more, you know, you're acting and you're improv and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. You're, you know, very extroverted and all these things like you'd come home from something like that yeah and i'd be there and i'm already in my like you'd be in your little dark, room playing dark, music all night drinking yeah whiskey. and then it was like yeah that's not that doesn't jive with me like we're on my wavelength i'd be irritable you'd be irritable because i was being an asshole or whatever and then but it just like 
different vibrational wavelengths you guys were floating on for a while yeah but i was always um i was pretty codependent with you not that you were an alcoholic or anything like that but i was always trying (laughs) i was definitely an alcoholic um okay okay cool i can admit that okay wow (gasps) i had no (laughs) i tried really hard to make you happy all the time which was silly and I spent a lot of time just trying to do everything to make to to make the relationship pleasant and positive and just and to me that just and that's just yeah. annoying as fuck. Well, and then it's been it turned also around. Just seem like then if you're trying and I can tell I'm not stupid I can tell when you're trying and when you're not. Uh, I, right. I, it's hard for me to go back and like put myself in like emotionally I'm not there anymore so I don't really know what it, I'm just even if somebody was doing that right now I'd be like get just get away from me it can also yeah. feel like, like I know just from being in a relationship that can feel to the other person like oh I'm doing something wrong because yeah. this person's having to go out of their yeah. way it's yeah. making me like, I'm trying I'm trying it's like why are you trying why don't we just get along like what what happened to just getting along yeah right out the bat why are you trying so hard do you, you don't like me yeah. maybe which yeah. would make Molly try harder and then exactly. I would just cry yeah and I did a lot of crying <laughs> But that was me being, me not paying attention to myself. If I had spent as much time trying to make myself as happy as I was trying to make you happy, our relationship probably would have ended after one year, not three or six, but... Like a month. Or you might have been more attracted to me. Maybe. You know? So interesting. But you guys seem to have both grown a lot and have like a a really high level of introspection and self-awareness about your relationship, which I don't think you had in it at all. Because in Molly, when you were in it, it was never, you were never saying this. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. I never heard this in Bitch Car. Wow. Yeah, we had a car we called Bitch Car. I don't know if we were dating during that part. You You were dating during Bitch Car. Oh, we were? Yeah, that's when you were living with Dan. Oh, God. That's when Bitch Car was probably invented was when you were were dating. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, so I wouldn't say that you're at 100% at fault for, you know, we are 50-50 in that relationship. And so then we split up, okay, for five years. And then I'm like, that's, I mean, then we got back together for three years. And that was just. Well, we also shared Benny. That's true. We did. Oh. Shared Benny. Tell our audience how much you loved Benny. I loved him. He came to work with me every day. Oh. For when I was at Dubbin. Yeah. Whoops. Love <laughs> <Flub> it. <laughs> so I want to get into now well, two things. So one, did you guys ever discuss children or any of that? And then part two is, Dan, what do you think about the journey Molly's on now? But start with the, the first one. Did you guys ever in your relationship talk about having kids? Not a lot. I mean, early on for sure. I was like, oh, I wanted that. I did. I mean, I wanted that. I was like, oh. That was gonna. I don't, know what I don't remember ever talking about it. I don't think it. we ever talked about it. Just like I wanted that. I think <laughs> like, we both knew we wanted kids, and I thought about it a lot. But I remember. Did we talk about the, it? Well, the second time we were dating, I remember. I think I sent you a link to like vacation or something. I was like, "Do you want to? We should go here or like Italy or something." And then you were like, "Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Marry me and knock me up, and then and then we could go to Italy or Aww. something." And Ooh, I was like, geez. oh, you said, I don't know. Go back and look. It's probably <laughs> no, in there. It's probably I mean, in email, there. Email, don't lie, girl. Okay, but you guys <laughs> never sat down and said, like, where is this going? I think the reason we didn't talk about the future with each other too was often uncertain. was because our relationship was always so For on sure. the rocks. Volatile. Yeah, like, I remember always thinking, like, 95% of the time is really bad, but that 5% is so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. It's so stupid. It, yeah. I know. But that was I, a good 5%. Yeah. It's That's so hard. Did you guys ever go to couples therapy? We did. Yeah. yeah. At the end, we did. Well, Dan didn't talk much. Yes, I did. 
for me. I was still in my quiet phase. So yeah. the first 30, so I have to 30. say that once Dan and I broke up, he bloomed. I mean, he became like the most popular fella. <laughs> Always the most popular. No, but you were working at this bar and you were just like this loud bartender that everybody loved. People go in to see Dan. It's like sibling rivalry or something where you just kind of carve your place. If Molly's the person like that, then it's like, okay, well, then I'm going to be the introvert and do that whole thing. Yeah. It's like somewhat outgoing in Mm -hmm. general. But you actually have kind of a big personality. I'm friendly to people I know, like. I don't know. I'm friendly with yeah. people, like a lot of people. Yeah. You know, it's just a kind of like when you do that, then it's like, all right, you got that covered. You're being the social person. But and that, then I'm going in this. You moment. always, you one time told me that my sunny personality brought you down. Well, I think that's. I mean, that's I exactly that's what you're saying say. right that's now, a really but yeah. A way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. I but probably said that on purpose. Or that's something. so crazy, know. too, how, like, when you're in a relationship, you're so in it, you can't see it objectively. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just really so complicated that you start to kind of, like, just naturally, you're always going to a little bit resent the person that you're with, especially when you're with someone for so long. Like, it's like you can't see the forest for the trees anymore. Yeah. And that's what's so hard about long-term relationships. You have to always be, like, checking yourself. Yeah. But sometimes you get in too deep. <laughs> There's no getting out alive. We were so deep. You were in, you guys so are in deep. so deep. Yeah. We're so deep. Yeah. yeah. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You also cheated on me, Dan. No, I didn't. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't think we when? have time. Oh, come on. With what? And gaslit me. Cheated on you when? Well, you told me you had broken up with somebody when you hadn't. And we weren't even together. But we this weren't were... together, like. You and I? We were not together. You and I were living together. No, we were not living together. Oh my God. We will never agree on this. But long story short, I thought we were back together. He thought we weren't. He was still seeing his ex-girlfriend. I found out because his email was left open on my computer and I read some stuff. But again, he says that, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I don't know. And I didn't cheat on you either because we weren't together. You were fucking her. I was. I was still having sex with her. <laughs> but were you guys boyfriend girlfriend? Yes. No, we were not. It was January. You, you were my boyfriend, s- and you were living s- with me. No, this is yes. not true. This yes, is not it true. is. Whatever. The, I printed them I, out. I don't care. But it's. Just, I remember you saying that. It was like, yeah, I was ex- extricating myself from another relationship. Let's just say we continued to argue for way too long. Guys, 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 honestly, they're both looking at me like as though I know any facts. No, I anyway, then I stayed with you for three years after reading those. Well, if you were pissed off, I mean, that's a pretty bad footing to get. I know it was started off on because and then we argued some more. Okay, so while the audience was rooting for you guys to get back together, now everyone's like, oh, no, this is not going to work. I 
we'll get to the bottom of this and I'll put be posting what I the ruling. <laughs> Judge <laughs> Judge Judy over here will get to the bottom oh, of this. Oh my god. And that's but yeah, really then we'll have to go over it with each other because, and yes. We're going to do that? Yeah. Because really? No, there's, listen, there's no need to do that. You know what you know, and he's going to know what he's going to know. So you just, just you know, but you know, that. you know, you're, you really? know. Yeah. Really? Yes. You thought it was, you thought it was like already at this other point? It's over. We're not talking about it anymore. If you guys were living together, I just there had to say. There was a time say, when the same exact thing happened to me, though. It did like, not. In the fir- yes, it did. I had never touched that guy. Wait, what? What, what guy? Oh, what are you oh, talking about? Yeah, exactly. What are so, you talking about? Here, give, me, give her a shovel. She oh, never touched her? him, Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never touched him with my, with my power hand. What are you talking about? The guy that Dan was talking about was the guy that lived in Alaska, my boyfriend. So basically that summer, after finding out all this stuff about Dan and having new feelings, I flew to Alaska out of respect for my boyfriend in Alaska, and I broke up with him in person. Dan considers that cheating on Dan. But that's not possible because even though Dan and I had these very strong feelings for each other, we wouldn't become boyfriend and girlfriend for another year and a half. So, I don't know. He's going to disagree. So that will be a great extended footage for the Patreon subscribers. (laughs) Everyone's really going to enjoy that conversation. I mean, I'll put it up there, but I don't think you guys are going to want to listen to it. Okay. I do. I love you, Dan. (laughs) Dan, what do you think about me doing this and having a baby? Um, yeah, I mean, it's good. You think I'm going to be a good mama? Yeah. <laughs> of you, course. I mean, yeah. Did you always know was, that Molly wanted children? Yeah. Seems pretty, I mean, and also you really idolized your mom. True. Yes. My audience knows that about me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And so, and I think just her being a mother and everything, then you want to do the same thing. You're very motherly. So, yes, of yes, course. Yes, she is. Yeah. And so when did you guys break up? How old were you, Molly? I think I was maybe, let's maybe 34, 35. Uh, hmm. So that's what, a hard that age for a woman to be getting out of a relationship. Do you ever feel, Dan, like guilty yeah. about being with her and not giving her what mm-hmm. she wanted? Of course. I mean, yeah, I do. Was that on your radar when you were together? It was. Yeah. Really? My biological clock? Yeah, it was. Wow. Do you we just never we talked were... about anything. We could never talk about anything. We couldn't. It would just explode. It's like, we should clean this place up. Well, we should, like, you had to get, like, super eco-friendly cleaners for, like, 700 bucks. And I'm like, no, let's just douse the place with Clorox. Right. And for $5. Right. Long story short, it's a good thing I'm so concerned about the environment because I've been using biodegradable, earth-friendly products for years, and it turns out... The other products, Clorox, Lysol, 405, whatever, you name it, they all contain phthalates, which are endocrine disruptors and can fuck up male and female fertility. Next week in the anticlimactic season finale of season one, (laughs) I'll go into detail about all the problems with phthalates and BPAs and infertility. Do you want children? I do. Do you feel a timeline or a pressure? Yeah. You do. So like to you, what's the age where you're like, I should have kids by this age? Pretty much now. Interesting. Because. Do you want to use my home male fertility tester? What is that? I have a sperm counter. <laughs> what, right now? <laughs> Go right whack, now. Can I whack off here? Sure. Oh. Yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah. We have a whole room designated. This is a clinic. <laughs> <laughs> we do the insemination in the ba- in the West Wing. <laughs> in that whole ditch out in the yard. <laughs> I mean, I do like the decor, so I could definitely pull this off. Without, yeah, uh, yeah. there's a know. lot of horny stuff around this house. <laughs> no. 
Is this one of your sponsors? Sponsored by Track Fertility. Is it? Not really, no. They don't pay me. <laughs> they gave you free tests. But they gave me free tests, yeah. Trackfertility.com. T-R-A-K-F-E-R. And the rest. <laughs> Hey, don't forget that they are giving a discount to my people. So at checkout at trackfertility.com, you put in Spermcast 2018, and I think it was like 20% off that they give you. Dan, um, one of the reasons I fell in love with you was because I loved your music. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the other thing that you said the other oh, that you I said earlier was that I asked you if you want to play a song that you'd written about me, and you said, I've written albums about you i mean everything's like a little bit well, like early earlier stuff was. but there like was one bit. in particular i remember what was it how'd it go if it's so there fresh yeah that one i mean that was kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically about yeah that's me. true oh yeah that one okay i see, I see why one. that's applicable how, how did that go can dan, dan you won't sing it huh no there ain't nothing wrong I don't even know how to play those songs anymore. Well, what do you know how to play? Like the other girlfriend's songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to wait till you're on their podcast. But one of my favorite songs is the first song he ever really wrote. And that was about Jeanette. That sugar plum song. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Play that. I don't know. I like that Cabo Bar one. You don't like that one? I don't huh? remember how it goes. I remember liking it, though. Hmm. That was about Hawaii. We went to Hawaii right. with each other. And then I read an email where he um, was going to go visit this girl that he had told me he'd broken up with. <laughs> Wait, what? What happened? Wait, what? what? We had a big fight. I almost crashed the car. And I threw your glasses out the window. <laughs> oh, my God. In Hawaii, right? Yeah. We were going through the northern part of Hawaii. Yeah, I remember. Uh, it was like amazing. Island. We were like crossing over where the volcano was. And, and you, you thought like, everything was wonderful, but I was stewing because I had was, read an email. She was just like the volcano. Oh, my God. Stewing. About to painful. erupt. It wasn't? I remember you. you I, I really never, ever, out. ever saw you that lost. mad in my entire What'd life. What did you do? Did you scream? Like, yeah. what's Molly angry? I have never been so angry. She got angry. out of the car and she was like frothing on the windshield. <laughs> I, I kicked him out of the car. I pulled over screaming, really. She's going to leave me in, in at the volcano on, on the big island. Oh, my God. It's um, scary. And I was yeah. trying so hard not to tell him that I had read this email. But uh, again, I he left his computer. I still don't think you've read it. You didn't tell me that. I mean, you read it, but you, you had booked a ticket. <laughs> to what? To where? To visit her in New Orleans. No, I fucking didn't. She wanted me to. And, I and then we got in another argument. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I'm sorry, Amanda. No, no, that's okay. No, I, I, relationships are hard. That's really what you think. I mean, (laughs) Mm, fighting on vacation is so terrible. But I never had any intention of going down there. Then why would you have bought the ticket? I never did buy the ticket. Yes, you did. You can't. Then a little more arguing. Dan, let Molly look at your phone right now. Oh my god! (laughs) Make sure you're not texting any girls. No, it's fine. I mean. I don't mind going. This is no need. You guys have both moved on. There's no need to rehash this stuff. Well, the only reason would be that I want you to have successful relationships in your future. That's not your problem. Oh, (laughs) that's not your problem. 
Yeah, but I want him to. I want the women that he's with to trust him. But and he's, he's not figuring, open. And are honest. you figuring this out on your own? No, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> well, you were still reading my fucking emails. How do you know? <laughs> Just not your. It's not your problem. I know, but I love you and I want to see you happy. But you've learned. I mean, you realize all that stuff's not 100% above board. You could have communicated better about all that. Probably. It was just, uh, yeah. The place and the time. I was also resentful, I think. Sure, I I bet. I was resentful, actually. I think what? I don't know. This woman that doted all over you and gave everything to you? I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I was just like. "Hmm." Well, I forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Dan. I sent Dan a rough cut of this episode, and he felt like I cut out too much of his um, his side of the story or reasons why he was resentful. So here he is explaining it a little bit. I was resentful at the time, I believe, because it took me a long time to, to get over our relationship and that it failed and all of the above. Then when I kind of did, and I met somebody that I never argued with, and we had conversations and so forth and all this stuff sorry molly but i am talking into the somebody who never told me to talk into the mic for whatever reason then i threw that all that aside to give our relationship another chance for some reason because it still seemed like it mattered a lot and so i came in with like it better live up to this because it felt really shitty to turn somebody out like that also that I did care about and that I got along with and who did nothing wrong. And I was casting all that aside to give it another go. So I was resentful, and that's not fair, but it's true. Can you send me a song, please? (laughs) Yeah, let's end on a positive note, because actually I feel like this has been very interesting. Yeah, I think Um, it's really interesting. It is very interesting. Can you, like, cut it and move the bad stuff first and then... Have it build towards the positive stuff. I cannot stuff. imagine sitting down with an ex and rehashing this stuff. Like exactly. I literally but cannot honestly, like, imagine. I don't. I think since we br- have broken up, like I really enjoy seeing you and hanging out. I know we don't yeah. do it all the time, so it's like, yeah. I don't know. I also feel very comfortable talking about all this stuff. Yeah. Like I don't. It's not bad. No, it's actually interesting. You know? When you guys see each other now, do you? Does this stuff always come up, or is this the first time? Not that, the not the arguing. Okay. No, I don't think. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe for you it does. Not for me. Like I don't well, think of any. We're, when bad we're with stuff. each other, what? we don't. When we're with each other, we don't. We don't argue about that stuff anymore. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I see we my. We talk about his girls and my guys, and then we went on to talk about more and more stuff, but we didn't argue. And then I decided to tell him this. There was a long time when we were having sex without condoms, and I never got pregnant. But you always pulled out. Remember that? <laughs> That'll Not, do it. I don't know. <laughs> You were good at pulling out, and I always wanted you to leave it in. I never told this you. This is not true. I never told you that I wanted you to leave it in, but I just wished that you would. And you should have, because you know ever. he would have. Yeah. All I don't you, think he would have. Yes, all you need is the permission. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> leave it. And then every month, I'd get my period and be sad that I got my period. You're crazy. But you never <laughs> communicated, huh? I cannot imagine. You guys did You're not crazy. I was wandering around, and I went into a dollhouse. And, you know, no, I am crazy. Knew, I am crazy. You're fucked up. I'm fucked up. I am. I am. No, no, no. You're both great people. We're just, just slow learners. Out. We really are great people. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I just see so clearly the attraction, but also why it didn't work. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It makes total mm. sense. But I also know relationships are hard, so yeah. I don't blame anyone. All right. Well, see you guys. Sing and- me a song. <laughs> Sing me a song. Like what? 
any of the your four hundred songs. Play the Kava song. I love that song. I can't remember how it goes, but I remember <laughs> loving it. I do. You want this? Guitar? So we were in Hawaii, well, and there was a Kava bar, and Dan and I ended up I at it with kava. some locals. Yeah. And, well, it um, wasn't about the, that. It was about those guys. Dan got super baked with these. I was high for like two days, like these <laughs> big dudes, you know. And and I had they this... played tiny ukuleles, and they were enormous. Yeah, men. they were like three hundred pounder dudes. Oh. And so he's like, "You got you you want to smoke some weed?" I was like, oh, "I'll smoke some weed." And I was like, "Danny, no, no, we've got we to get to the airport." We have to go to the flight, right? So he's. Oh, just a little weed. I was like, yeah, just a little weed. We smoked a joint that was like that oh, big. It was so big. He's got big. something the size of, what would you right. call that? Like an ice size. cream sandwich? Oh, a big pickle, weed. a Disneyland pickle. Yeah. A boner or it a boner. It was the biggest joint I've ever seen. Him. I don't even know how they did that. Maui wowie, baby. Holy shit. I was stoned for so long. So like, but then we, you know, I go back and they're like, man, this is awesome. They're playing music. The big guy's playing ukulele. Like, we're having an awesome time. I was having an awesome time. I, mean, I was probably freaking out yeah. pan- having panic. When, about, when did about you have to be on the flight. plane? So, the next day? So I had a, no, that I had day. Rent, no, I had rented a guitar from the shop oh, yeah. in Hilo, like, to take around, you know, whatever. And, and she's like, we have to go take that back to, and drop off your guitar. And the guy's like, where'd you get that? And I was like, Hilo Guitars. Like, he's like, from Brian? I was like, yeah, we'll take it back for you. Just chill with us for a while. <laughs> So we just stay there and chill with them for a while. And, they, awesome. got, and they got and the, they guitar took the guitar back. Yeah. Well, that's a happy memory. See? That was fun. Meanwhile, Molly. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I mean, I was sort of anxious. <laughs> that's so <laughs> I was sort of anxious, you know. Peripherally anxious. Yeah. Um, just like watching these guys. But then you wrote them a song and you sent it to them and they that's loved true. it, right? I don't think they I don't think they ever listened to it. I don't remember. Are you gonna play it or not? Yeah. No. What? <laughs> That's fair. I respect your boundaries. Get a fucking guitar and play me a song right now. Really? Yeah. I don't even know how to go. This is classic Dan you're witnessing right now. He says, no, 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 no. And then he eats all of your fries or plays the guitar or whatever it is that he says he doesn't want to do. I'll grab it, but I'm not going to play it, he said. <laughs> Dan, you are being coy. You're being like. Dan, if you, uh, play something. You know what? You don't even have to play one of yours if you want to play something else. Sing something, Amanda. Smoking weed with the Maui boys. <laughs> do do do. <laughs> Smoking weed with the Maui boys. <laughs> then we finally convinced him to play what he could remember of the Kava Bar song. No. That's pretty. You don't remember that? I do. at the Kava Bar down by the sea only the trade winds that rustle through the leaves if I met a single stranger there it was me oh I was hit by a wave something about you Like Hawaii vibes. If I ever met a stranger there, it was me. 
That is so you, Dan. That is so you. And that is why I loved you. Just so me. Do you guys think if you, uh, like, you didn't fight at all, would you want to be together? Anymore? Right now? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. No. Don't look at me. I don't know, know, Amanda. What do you think? I guess if you didn't fight, why not? All right, let's do it. I guess, yeah, if we didn't fight. Can't you just decide not to fight? No. No. Yeah, I know. We'll never not fight. There's so much, so much. So much to fight about. Mm -hmm. There's so much to fight about. We don't agree on... just a lot of options. We don't agree on a lot. Yeah, I believe it. We don't, we don't agree on a lot. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I will always love you like Whitney Houston. And um, Dolly Dolly Parton. Parton. (laughs) Um, I have a song... Is this a song you wrote for Dan? And then I'm going to sing a song I wrote about you guys. <laughs> I looked it up today, and I don't have—I didn't have the chords. I wrote it a long time ago. Is this the thing about my red lockers? It's the thing about your farts. Mm. His toenail. <laughs> Toenails are my farts. <clears throat> I'm afraid I don't know how to. I'm gonna not remember any of it as soon as I start it. is shaking again so i'll wait till you're long gone (laughs) to say goodbye to you um but the good part is when i talk about your farts (laughs) (laughs) that sounded like the good part that actually is i like that one i like that too when did you write this when we were breaking up the last last week So then I ran to the other room and got the lyrics because I really wanted Dan and all of you guys to hear these lyrics, even though I don't know if they're any good or not, but I just wanted to share, so indulge me. I've been using your toothbrush too, and your shaving cream is getting low. You know that all farts make me think of you. They're here no matter where you go. (laughs) But wait, that red locker in the foyer, that's yours, and I don't know what's locked inside. I've never known because you lock it just like you lock your heart. I need to find myself a pocket knife and pry your heart apart. Now I know that that sounds crazy, but it's just a metaphor. I'd never stab you in your chest and let you bleed out on the floor. Cause I just recalled remembering about a memory, about a dream that I once had about our future family. (laughs) And if I kill you, I'd be drowning all our babies down the sink. 
that would never be an option, but it really makes you think. You say you left me, but you just don't see it my way. Your Winnebago is still sitting in the driveway. <laughs> you're gone, but you're still here. And I just drank your last beer. <laughs> Amanda, you're supposed to say how great those lyrics were. They were pretty I good. I loved them. <laughs> say goodbye, Dan. Hey, guys. Thanks. Say, love you, Molly. Love you, Molly. You're awesome. What was the other thing? What was I supposed to say? Say your first last name and your social security <laughs> code. <laughs> Play us out, Danny. What are, what are we doing? If you're traveling to the North Country Fair Where the winds hit heavy on the borderline Remember me To one Who lives there She once was A true Love of mine Well, oh my goodness Thank you all so much for listening to that And sharing that part of my life with me That was really wonderful And Dan, thank you so much for being so open about our relationship and you know I don't need to say any of this thank you I appreciate it I appreciate you now I can tell that Dan has definitely grown a lot since our relationship so while we did not get along and while he was a bad boyfriend when he was with me that does not mean he would be a bad boyfriend to you know you if you're the right kind of person for Dan not that he's looking also, he does have my full endorsement as an accountant, but, you know, he's anonymous, so, uh, you know, I don't know how any of you are going to find him. You can reach out to me or Amanda, and we'll connect you. Don't forget, next week is the end of Season 1. If you have any questions or anything you're dying to hear about, send me an email, let me know, and Amanda and I will talk about it on the podcast next week. If you want to hear some of those extended arguments from me and Dan, you can find those on my Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash spermcast. And I will also post the old recorded version of uh, the Ode to Dan's Farts, the song that I kind of half sang for you. Speaking of Patreon, I have some new patrons to thank. Thank you so much, Elsa Ashelford, Chanel Boulas, Aisha Aslam, Lauren Che, Leslie Spencer, Catherine LeBlanc, and Ashley Conrad Seda. You guys were up to $323. I think that's really, really amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, and lastly, if you're thinking about getting pregnant, or if you are pregnant, or if you're breastfeeding and having any troubles, don't forget about last week's guest, Chloe Quinn, and thepregnancyprep.com, where you can find a wealth of information about all of these topics and get online classes and tutorials and access to Chloe to speak with her, all by signing up and using the code SPERMCAST at checkout. I'll be going into fertility a little bit more next week, so more on that then. All right, if you want to reach me, it's spermcast at gmail.com, 323-741-1818, or find me on social media at spermcast. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, if you haven't already, please, oh, please rate and review and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. It is such a huge help when you do that. Okay, that's it. I'm out. Love you. Love you, Dan. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Sperm cast.
talking about the interior? And no, you were saying I feel bad because I didn't say. And then what were you gonna say? No, I love Molly. You didn't say awesome. that. You did say that. I don't know. Maybe I did. But you felt like you didn't say it enough, so what do you want to say yeah, nice no, about I Molly? Really, I mean, I just, yeah, I do. I mean, like, as a person, everything, like, that's, I think that's also why we get along now, too, is, is like, now we can get, kind of get past some of that other stuff. Yeah. That happened, and, like, disgruntlements and so forth, and just, it's easier, and it's like. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.